IndyCar fans, it's time to start your engines. Welcome to Pit Pass Indy, a production of Evergreen Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Martin, a journalist who regularly covers the NTT IndyCar series. Our goal at Pit Pass Indy is to give racing fans an insider's view of the exciting world of the NTT IndyCar series in a fast-paced podcast featuring interviews with the biggest names in the sport. I bring nearly 40 years of experience covering IndyCar and NASCAR, working for such media brands as NBCSports.com, SI.com, ESPN Sports Ticker, Sports Illustrated, Auto Week, and Speed Sport. So let's drop the green flag on this episode of Pit Pass Indy. Welcome to this week's edition of Pit Pass Indy, presented by High V as we continue our fourth season of giving IndyCar fans a behind-the-scenes look at the NTT IndyCar Series and the drivers that compete in the Indianapolis 500. Our friends from Hy-Vee are back, serving as a presenting sponsor of Pit Pass Indy this month. Beginning in March, our friends from Penske Truck Run will return for most of 2024. Penske Truck Rental and Hy-Vee will share the show in April and June of 2024, gearing up to one of the highlights of the season, the Hy-Vee IndyCar Race Weekend at Iowa Speedway, July 12th through the 14th. This year's schedule includes a night race at Iowa Speedway on Saturday, July 13th, with another full race scheduled for Sunday, July 14th. Four of the biggest names in entertainment will perform before and after each race, including Luke Combs and Post Malone. Two more major entertainers will be announced by Hy-Vee soon. Combs will perform on the Hy-Vee stage on Saturday, July 13th, before the first NTT IndyCar Series race of the unique doubleheader weekend. Post Malone will rock the stage on Sunday, July 14th, following the final IndyCar Series race of the weekend. It will be the first time the famed entertainer has performed in central Iowa. The start of the 2024 NTT IndyCar Series season is the March 10th Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg, and teams are using the next month to prepare for the season. There was a private test at Homestead Miami Speedway recently that was widely attended using the spec that will start the season without the hybrid assist unit. After that test, more hybrid assist testing was conducted at Homestead, and the results were extremely positive, as none of the cars in that test experienced any issues with the revised and updated unit. IndyCar announced in December that the hybrid assist unit would not be implemented until sometime after the 108th Indianapolis 500 on Memorial Day weekend. The recent test yielded some positive results as IndyCar continues to test the unit before it hits the track for real competition scheduled for later this year. On Monday, February 5th, IndyCar made some big news off the track. A behind-the-scenes look at the NTT IndyCar Series leading into the 108th Indianapolis 500 will return on The CW with Season 2 of 100 Days to Indy. The six-part unscripted series will debut later this spring, leading into the Memorial Day weekend Indianapolis 500. This season, reigning Indianapolis 500 champion Joseph Newgarden returns to defend his epic race day triumph with an abundance of generational talent hot on his heels. 
This includes rising star Pato Award, whose dynamic and energetic personality continues to earn him a legion of enthusiastic supporters across the globe. Indy 500 champion Marcus Erickson, who placed second via a dramatic last lap pass in 2023, and IndyCar champion Alex Pillow, who led for 36 laps in last year's Indy 500, also returned with unfinished business to settle. The 2024 edition of the famed competition will also see one of racing's great champions, NASCAR Cup Series driver Kyle Larson, make a special bid for motorsports glory in his first attempt at the Indy 500. The new IndyCar season kicks off this March on the sunny streets of St. Petersburg, Florida, before arriving in the Southern California desert for a brand new $1 million challenge at the scenic Thermal Club. Every step of that journey will be chronicled on 100 Days to Indy, totaling six IndyCar races and the entire epic month of May at the famed Indianapolis Motor Speedway. 100 Days to Indy is produced by Penske Entertainment. Emmy Award winners Patrick Diamond and Adam Marinelli serve as co-executive producers. The CW Network is one of America's major broadcast networks and reaches 100% of U.S. television households. We'll be right back to Pit Pass Indy after this short break. In the world of racing, Penske means performance and winning. For good reason. Since 1966, Team Penske has won 44 national championships, 17 in IndyCar alone. And last year, Team Penske claimed its Indianapolis 500 record-extending 19th Indy 500 win with Joseph Newgarden, the latest driver, to win the famed race. Team Penske also won its second straight NASCAR Cup Series championship. In 2022, Penske was the first team in history to win both the IndyCar and the NASCAR Cup Series championships in the same season. Team Penske enters the 2024 NTT IndyCar Series season with 236 IndyCar wins, including 34 500-mile race victories. Those are results that are tough to top. But Penske's legendary reputation for quality and attention to detail makes a statement off the track, too. When you need a truck, whether for your business or for a household move, Penske Truck Rental has some of the cleanest, newest, and best-maintained vehicles on the road. And we make it easy with personalized support from our associates, flexible reservations, and access to the top technology. With quick pickup and drop-off at more than 2,500 locations across North America, our scale and know-how will keep you covered, all helping to ensure you get the right, reliable, fuel-efficient vehicle when and where you need it. On the highways, the raceways, and every pit stop in between, Penske keeps you moving forward. Gain ground with Penske. Get a quote today at PenskeTruckRental.com or... For household rentals, download the Penske Truck Rental mobile app today. Welcome back to Pit Pass Indy, presented by Hy-Vee. Now that we are up to speed with some of what is happening in IndyCar recently, let's continue our Hy-Vee theme by talking to the Hy-Vee driver, Christian Lungard of Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing. 
The 22-year-old from Hedenstead, Denmark, is driving the number 30 Hy-Vee Honda for the second year in a row as he prepares for his third season at Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing. Lungard finished eighth in the 2023 NTT IndyCar Series standings and scored his first IndyCar victory in the Honda Indy Toronto on July 16th, 2023. He started on the pole and led 54 laps in the 85-lap street race. Lungard is ready for more in 2024, as he tells me in this exclusive interview for Pit Pass Indy, presented by High V. An old friend for both IndyCar and Hy-V is back. It's Christian Lungard of Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing. There's a lot of stuff going on in IndyCar. And from your standpoint over at Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing, what are some of the things you've already done at this point of the offseason? Um, honestly, mainly just uh, spending some time with family and friends uh, back in Europe uh, here in the offseason and staying in, in touch with the team, uh, touch bases on, on what we've uh, com accomplished so far in our uh, preparations for the for the season. Obviously, the new hybrid coming in, um, we don't have that much information as some of the other teams that, that have run it already have. Uh, I know that we're a few teams on, on the grid that are sharing that um, lack of information so far, but I think uh, once we get on track here, we'll, we'll know more, but I think at the moment I'm just excited to get back on track it's it's been a long off season um my 2021 to the 2022 season was only three weeks uh, off because of how late the, the the season ended back then and now i've had almost three months already and I'm, I'm just getting bored because a lot of teams had not had the chance to test the hybrid assist unit when indycar made the decision in december of 2023 to, de to delay the implementation of the hybrid until potentially midway through the 2024 season were you relieved by that uh not at all um and honestly i'll find it find it strange if if some are because i think either you're gonna gonna do it right or you're not gonna do it at all um in my opinion to do it halfway through a season you might as well just split the se the season up into different seasons uh because if if you are a team that's that is extremely strong in the beginning of the season and um or vice versa i mean if if you're leading the championship and uh the system gets impl implemented in the middle of the season and, and you have a lot of issues with it um I, I don't to me i i don't understand it uh i mean you can put it into a different perspective and say that halfway through the season we're suddenly going to run different tires you know i know it's going to be the same for everybody but it's it's to me, it it doesn't make sense, and it's it's unfair to to all of us. Um, and at this point, there's there's teams that have done almost a full season of testing, uh, and then there's the other half of the grid that haven't even seen the unit yet. When I asked you if you were relieved, was relieved that it wasn't going to be implemented at the beginning of 2024 when the customer parts were not properly tested yet. No, I mean, sure, I think that's 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 a positive um, for sure. But at the same time, they've delayed it because they haven't produced the, uh, well, first of all, enough, uh, big enough quantity of the, um, the pieces that needs to be, be put on the car. But then yet at the same time, I don't, 
I don't personally see a reason why you should implement it at halfway through a season. Well, your teammate, Graham Rahal, said in a, another interview that he believes it should wait till 2025. Oh, absolutely. I totally agree. Um, and I... Th I don't know, but at the moment, I also think that's what's going to happen because I think there's a lot of us uh, in the paddock, not just drivers, teams as well, that are going to be disappointed if it does get implemented in the middle of the season because I think it's unfair for everybody. And like I said before, I think if you're going to do it, you might as well do it right and then wait, wait the extra year. Um, I know there's a lot of focus on it right now, but there's been for, for the past few years because it was already supposed to be for the 2023 season. So... Um, I don't, I don't see the the big loss in in delaying it another year. Now, from a brighter standpoint, you scored your first IndyCar victory on the streets of Toronto in 2023, which was the week before the big high V IndyCar race weekend at Iowa Speedway. You told us earlier that you wanted to improve your performance on the ovals. That's a big doubleheader weekend on the short oval at Iowa. How important is that race weekend, not only just for any IndyCar series driver, but especially for you being the face of the high V operation in IndyCar? I mean, obviously, if I could pick and choose, that's the that's one of the races that I certainly do want to win. Um, not just for myself, but but for high V uh, specifically. You know, everything that they're putting into the sport, into into Ray Hall, Letterman Landing and Racing as well. Um, they deserve that. Uh, and we need to to live up to that and, and deliver. Um, but I, I think ultimately, if we if we win any other race, you know, they they will be satisfied in that sense. But obviously, I think we will all be happier uh, with with a win uh, at uh, Iowa Speedway with with High V. In your first season with High V, with their active promotion and marketing and just their ability to get the word out and with innovative ideas and things of that nature, how much has that really helped Christian Lungard in terms of being able to not only become recognizable in the United States, but how big a boost has that been for you in your career? No, it's it's been massive. I think everything that Hy-Vee is doing for for the sport in terms of promoting the the series and um, and certain tracks as well, um, I think is is a must. I think it's a benchmark for every other um, promoter and. And they've, like I said, they've set the benchmark. And I think we already set that last year, well, 2022, at, at Iowa um, for, for the race back then. That's what they'd done to that place, uh, kind of showed that their dedication to, to the series and, and to the team um, and, and basically set the benchmark for every, every other promoter. But from a Christian Lundgaard perspective, um, I'm not going to say that I wouldn't win a race, uh, in the same situation with with a different brand, um, but it just means a lot more to me having uh, High V by my side and and them supporting me and and vice versa. Um, walking into any High V store, I see my face, uh, which is always pretty pretty funny, really. Um, I've I've been been tagged in in a bunch of social media posts of of self selfies with me in, in Hy-Vee stores and I also know people that have actually uh, stolen some of the cutout boards uh, and, and brought them home and I got one from, from Ed Sharon at, uh, at the IndyCar event last year that, uh, that he signed which was also on my, my uh, 22nd birthday so it was a pretty cool present as well but it, it means 
means a, a whole lot for, for me to, to have them by my side and, and see how dedicated they are to the sport. Well, I guess now you got to get one signed by Post Malone. Since yeah. He's going to be one of the concert acts this year. No, absolutely. Uh, I think we all know and remember Victor. Good old, uh, good old Victor. He's, uh, he's going to be here for most of the season this year, and he's also coming to Iowa, and he's been a, been a huge uh, Post Malone fan for, for a long time. So he's, uh, he's extremely excited to, to, to go to that one. Um, and obviously it helps me being the man behind the scenes of, of that event. What was your reaction the first time you saw yourself on a Hy-Vee billboard or walked into a Hy-Vee store and saw yourself in either a billboard or cardboard form? I mean, obviously I've seen my face printed on the side of a truck before. Uh, it, it's been like that for, for a few years now. Um, but I go walking into a grocery store and, and seeing a, a high V car and a, and a cutout board of me, uh, is, is pretty interesting. It's, it's a bit of a weird feeling, but it's still a cool feeling. I mean, it's, I think everybody would, would like to have that. What about the enthusiasm level that you get from their employees and from their leadership? They are so all in with IndyCar that is really amazing. No, it's it's exciting to see, and I think it's it's put things into a different perspective for for me, and and I think everybody within the industry that that there is big companies uh, out there that that's interested in the sport, um, and seeing all the employees how interested they are in the sport, even though that they they might not have known what it even was beforehand, um, and I think that's that's raised a lot of awareness from from other people. Um, obviously them now being associated with, with the sport will go home and, and tell their, um, their entire family about what they, they're now engaged with. And I think that, that just, uh, increases the interest within the sport. And, uh, we need that. We need, we need more, uh, so-called fans. We need, um, we need to increase that. And, uh, this is a, this is one way of doing it, but to have the support from from Hyvee from a personal perspective, but also from the series perspective, I think is is uh, is a completely new benchmark. Also, they want to expand their footprint in other key IndyCar markets, uh, do more activation in Indianapolis since they're going to open a store in Zionsville, which is the home of Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan Racing, by the way, and also be more involved with the Big Machine Music City Grand Prix in Nashville. And the fact that it's just not going to be Iowa Speedway that IV is going to be helping to promote IndyCar. It's the entire season. Yep. No, I think uh, personally, obviously, having having the car out there for for all races uh, in in high V colors uh, already promotes the the, the car uh, and the brand. But for them to engage in in more uh, single events, I would call them uh, specific events, I think it's it's just an increase in them showing how interested they are and how dedicated uh, they, they are into the NTT IndyCar series uh, and me and the team. So obviously I'm not going to say sit here and say that we need to perform at all the races that they're specifically uh, branded at. But of course, we were fast in, in Nashville in 2022. We know that we'll have a chance there and it's the, the, the final race of the season this year. I know I'll have a lot of uh, friends and family come out for, for that one race. And then Nashville is just Nashville. You know, it's it's a awesome city. It's it's always great fun to to be there. And uh, I think this year is going to be be one of the best ones we've we've had. We'll be right back to Pit Pass Indy after this short break. 
Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Pit Pass Indy. Here's the second part of my exclusive interview with Christian Lungard for Pit Pass Indy, presented by Hy-V. And how about integrating a new driver into the team? Jack Harvey's gone. Now you have Pietro Fittipaldi, who's on board. One of the great legendary names of international motorsports. What's that going to be like to integrate a new driver into the team? Uh, obviously, uh, sad to see Jack go. Uh, Jack is, is is a wonderful uh, human being and had a lot of uh, fun times with Jack. Um, obviously, staying in touch with him. Having Pietro come in, it's I haven't been been trackside with him in a car yet so uh it's, it's going to be interesting to see what he can do um i think obviously me and me and graham we're going to try to help him get up to to speed as, as fast as possible to for the interest of the team obviously we we know what the tasks are um individually and we we need to improve that but it's like you said, it's a legendary name within the sport. And whenever you think of a Fittipaldi, you know, you, you know which one you're thinking of. Um, and we've, we've got one of them. Um, actually been associated with the absolute youngest one uh, who participated in, in Danish F4 a few years ago because it's, it's the one Formula 4 series that allows the youngest age for drivers. Um, Emo? Emo? Emo Fittipaldi? No, no, yeah, but his son, Emo, isn't that his name? Emo, uh, raced in, in F4. So I actually had a chat with, with Emerson a few years ago. I think it was in 2022. Um, and now have, have one of them in, in the team. Um, it's obviously a big big name to, to carry around. So we will we'll for sure have more uh, uh, a few more eyes on us this year. Last year, the month of May at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, couldn't have gotten any lower for Rahal Letterman Lanigan Racing as Graham Rahal was bumped out of the race. He did compete in the Indy 500 as a replacement driver for the in- injured Stefan Wilson for another team. But to be able to come back less than six weeks later and win a race in Toronto, how uplifting was that for the entire organization? I mean, we always speak about highs and lows. I think that's the definition of, of highs and lows. We were, we're at our absolute lowest point uh, there and in Detroit. I, I believe that Detroit was, was kind of the turnover for, for us for the rest of the season. That's when we really decided to make changes and uh, clearly they, they paid off. Um, not enough to, to my liking, I would say. I would... I would have uh, liked to have some even better results at the end of the season, even though that we we did have a win in in Toronto and I got my first. Um, but I also knew that we had tracks at the end of the season where I knew that we were capable capable of winning, and we didn't. 
uh, for for many different reasons, and that's what the 2024 season is is for. Uh, from my own perspective, is to to make up for for those um, I'll call them lost victories. And as far as the competition on the track, there's no guarantee that momentum carries over from one season to the next. But as we sit here, you would still have to think that Alex Pelot, pretty much the guy that everybody's got to knock off this season. No, absolutely. Um, you know, he didn't he didn't necessarily start the season off very well last year. Uh, certainly came after it, and the the middle part of the season is where he really made his ground up. Um, I'd say. Leaving the first race weekend, I was expecting McLaughlin and Grosjean and, and Ericsson to be the, the three cars to, to beat. And Alex proved everybody wrong and, and he had a one hell of a run for the rest of the season. Um, but in the end, I think his ability to to finish in the top three, even though that he didn't really have the pace to, was was the races that he made up uh, his championship. Um, Nashville is, is one of them from, from last year and, and Laguna as well. Um, kind of just staying out of the trouble and and getting getting the results that's that he needed um so i think that's that's what we got to do this year we got to be on the right side of strategy we got to be the right side of luck obviously that's something that you can't predict um but he he seems to be able to uh to do that and in the end it's the new scott dixon really well you see his face every time you walk into a high v store anywhere in the united states especially during the ntt indycar series season Christian Lungard, good luck in the 2024 IndyCar Series season. Good luck with High V at Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing, and thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy. Thank you so much. And that puts a checkered flag on this edition of Pit Pass Indy. We want to thank our guest, Christian Lungard, the driver of the number 30 High V Honda at Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing, for joining us on today's podcast, along with loyal listeners like you. Our guests help make Pit Pass Indy, presented by Hy-Vee, your path to victory lane in IndyCar. For more IndyCar coverage, follow me at Twitter at Bruce Martin, one word, uppercase B, uppercase M, underscore 500. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thanks to our production team. Executive producers are Bridget Coyne and Gerardo Orlando. Recordings and edits were done by me, Bruce Martin. And final mixing was done by Dave Douglas. Learn more at evergreenpodcast.com. Until next time, be sure to keep it out of the wall.